everybody, it's your girl Pine Size Diva, and welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. Like I always say on here, we're going to keep it raw, real, to the facts, from the front to the back row. So if you're ready, I'm ready. As we get through this season three of the decision coming to a close at the end of this year, go on this journey with me as you see that all the decisions that I've made have got me to the place where I am now. Think about it. What decisions have you made that has changed everything in your life this year? So listen in. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's do this. Welcome. The decision. Dear me, as you sit here and listen to the podcast, everyone, I want you to realize that this is being recorded in October and it probably will come out in October but most likely in November. I will say this, this particular episode is probably gonna be one of many very raw moments in my life for this season. As you all know, I've named this particular series, The Decision, is because you're gonna hear different things that come from my life, other people's lives, and you name it. So we're gonna start with me. Since I always tell you guys, I keep it real raw to the facts from the front to the back row at all times. I figured the best way for you guys to understand how raw and how deep this decision is, I think I'll start with me. So if you're ready, I'm ready. As you guys always know, make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's hard to be me. That's I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. And stay hydrated like I always do in between. Dear me, what were you thinking? Did you really, really know that when you went through the things of your childhood, it will last to your 40s? Absolutely not, because at that time you were bright eyed, bushy tail, full of life and did not know what was ahead. But I'm here to tell you as the adult person now, this is my open letter to you and the decisions that you've made has made it to where we are today. You did good, girl. You got a podcast, you're working, your child is successful. And on top of that, you have good health from what you know. Let's be just don't know. And everything will become clearer later. But before we can get to that part, let's go back a few notches. (sighs) Childhood. Man, it sucked. (sighs) It sucked because everything that I saw was either negative images or things that I didn't need to see. I was always put in a perspective of survival. Survival mode is all I know, is getting through the next day, to the next day, to the next day. The only thing that I really remember about my childhood is going to the community center in my neighborhood and being a majorette. That was the highlight of my year. I was able to get out of school. I was able to go to parades. I was able to do competitions. I learned how to twirl batons and I had a lot of friends. At that time I was smaller, so it made it a lot easier to mix and mingle. If I would have been fluffy like I am now back then, I think this conversation would be a whole lot different in which it is. So being a majorette was really fun for me. Um, also, I'm going to 
two elementary schools that I really liked. Um, I don't remember too much about that because I don't really have a lot of memories of that because I moved around a lot, but that's okay. You know, I am going to get into that a little bit deeper in the podcast. So right from the childhood out the gate, as you can tell, little Miss Pintsize Diva was just skipping along. I'm thinking that the world is my oyster and I always wanted to be a biochemical engineer. That was the goal. But little did little baby Pisces Stephen know, her life would not turn out that way. I would make a series of decisions that would change my life for the rest of my life. Never knowing that at the end of the day, that it would change the mental part of me more than the physical. So elementary school is over and we go to middle school. Middle school was so-so. I liked school. I just didn't like the people. I didn't like the things I was exposed to. I didn't like the things that I saw. But this would expose me honestly to the real world and how gruesome sometimes children can be. And also when you don't have money, how people treat you. Now, mind you, at this particular time, Little Miss Pisces Diva was really trying to find herself, but she didn't have anybody to talk to. When it came to boys, they were friends, but that was about it. It's interesting how I look back now and now that I'm 41, I realize that every interaction I've had with of the opposite sex has either been an authoritative figure or somebody putting their hands on me. I've never had anybody positive to pour into my life of the opposite sex. I didn't really let that correlate until I got to this phase. So middle school, it was Gucci. It was all right. You know, I... Don't, again, I don't have too many memories of that because I really never stayed in one spot to be able to gather those kind of memories to say, well, you know, when I went to blah, 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 junior middle school, I had a ball at the fine. It was calling the junior high. It's called middle school now. So at this particular time, I was going to school and I was pretty much winging it. When I got to school, I pretty much took care of my dang self and everything I saw on the street. That's all I knew. I will say this. The streets didn't raise me, but it raised me in so many words. Cut to high school. Yay, the joy of my life. What was supposed to be fun because I was a banner girl. I was in band. I was a flag girl. Um, I was a majorette at the time. I thought it was going to be everything that I wanted it to be. But I learned really quickly that the people that don't like you don't have to not know you. They could be your family. They could be your friends. They could be anybody who just doesn't like you. I got exposed to seeing, you know, different kinds of relationships from abusive relationships to sexual abuse, to um, physical abuse, to just a little bit of everything. And that's when I got my first true glimpse, true glimpse, because I had got little speckles in between, but I got a little glimpse of an authoritative man authoritative man to the point where if you don't let me touch you you won't have a place to sleep now that is going to be crucial going back to 41 when we get there but that's when I realized that sometimes and some men can be real real ignorant and I don't blame all men for being this way but just know that some of the time I thought about it and I realized that 
I really did not have a lot of positive male influences in my life. Not women either, but I did not. Um, it's been quite the journey because I was at a space in my life where I knew that I could be more, but I had no access. Just like many uh, women in these days, regardless of color, they want to do better. They strive to do better, but they don't have the access to do so. It makes it virtually impossible. And a lot of times, especially women of color, we tend to fall into the product of our environment. It takes for one special person to come into, as they say, the hood and or urbanized area, as they call it now, and pick out one or two particular people that they find special and then nurture and hone them. I never really had that. I had maybe like five people in my entire life who truly had my back 100%. And for those particular people, I'm very grateful for to this day and I wish I could find them to truly thank them. My view on men was very interesting. Anybody who showed me any attention, I liked. And I wasn't like fast or nothing like that where I was just going around having, you know, promiscuous sex and things of that nature because I was too scared to get pregnant, which I wound up getting pregnant anyway. But I really didn't understand the correlation of you can be with a man or a boy at that particular time and you could be in a relationship and you did not have to have sex. You did not have to do what they told you to do. But that was not my case. I learned very quickly that if I wanted anybody to do anything for me, that I had to act a certain way. I had to be a certain way. I had to run and make my life conducive to what they wanted to please and appease them. It's been several young men that I was friends with. We were cool in the fam, but I dated this one particular guy and that's who I had my child with. And I also learned through him that you can be with somebody, you can be in love with somebody, you can think that everything is going to go great, and then you find out that everything that you thought was a lie. And in all honesty, even though me and him have made peace, that has haunted me my entire life. It put my life on pause for years because I never realized just how much he broke my spirit. I realized really quickly that something had to be done, but again, like we said earlier, did not have any access. That word is going to be very key as I tell you guys where I am. We're going to cut to, we're going to skip past the first three years of me being an adult that's 18, 19, and 20. We're going to get to 21 going forward. Now, 21 year old me, I am a single mother and I'm celibate. Hmm. Those words don't go together in the world we was living in back then, because if you weren't giving up the draws, they didn't call you. They didn't come in contact with you. They act like they ain't know you on the street. They would sleep with your friend, your cousin, or whoever was giving up the draws except for you. I thought I was a special kind lies child. I feel like now that I look back on it, I spent seven years of my life being celibate praying and hoping for a good husband so when I did give my life to that particular person that I would feel honored that I was like okay you know what I made this mistake it was all right let me go ahead and just be celibate and just be to myself and just take care of my business let me get myself prepared 
for my husband because I was always taught that you have to be the example that you want to see. So I figured if I, I be a good woman, I learn how to cook, I learn how to clean, I learn, you know, to stay in church, I learn how to be modest, I learn how to not be that girl. And what they could describe as that girl from where I was taught was a woman who did not show a lot of her body, that did not wear red lipstick, that wasn't connected to a whole bunch of young men or grown men to that matter, because it was very frowned upon to have a lot of male company because people thought that you were promiscuous or in our words now, you was a hoe, okay? But that was how I was taught. And every time that I mentioned that I wanted and I a spouse or I wanted somebody to complete my life, the first thing I heard was, you make sure that you're a good woman for him. You never tell him no. You always listen to what he say. You don't nag him. Whatever he does in the street, you leave it there. When he comes home, that is your that is when you take responsibility and you make sure that he is comfortable to the point where if he ever steps out, it is not because of something that you did. Make sure you keep your body right, which I struggled with. I still struggle with my weight to this day because of the insecurity that I have when I was younger, cut to when I dealt with all that. Um, so now I'm an adult and I get in a situation and now I find myself being what you call very, very submissive. Very, 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 very submissive. I mean, like I did not walk, talk, pick out my own clothes, my own hair, or make any moves without his say-so. If he said it, it was gold. No matter what it was, no matter what it, the smallest smidgen of things, I made sure that I wanted him to know that he was the king and I was just an accompaniment to his life. I ran my life like that for a very long time and a lot of people didn't understand why I was very submissive. It was to the point where this particular person knew all my information. I mean, social security number, debit card number, how much money I had in my account, how much money I spent, what did I do? He had a say-so in the perfumes I used, the, the body washes I used, all the way up until the friends that I had, the kind of company I had. I, when her, when my daughter's father tried to come back in her life, I pretty much made it a point to say, okay, the only time that you could come see her is when he's not here because I don't want to disrespect him. I don't want him to leave me. I don't want to be by myself and I know that since you're not going to be around and you've remarried and you're happy, then I don't want to disturb your home. So just please come between these hours. You can see her, blah, blah, blah. You can do whatever. Just please don't disrupt my home. Now, not knowing then that I was feeding into a thing that we'll call um, the, the circle. So as I got older and the circle kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger, I got more submissive and it got to the point where when I wouldn't listen, my hands began put on me. Let's put it that way. Um, it only happened twice um, from what I can remember. And the two times that I did, I remembered one thing. I did not want to risk his anger. I did not want to risk being the victim of something and all I had to do was shut up and stand in line. That's why I really hate when the commentator said about a year or two ago, um, I think it's LeBron James, correct me if I'm wrong, to shut up and dribble. I don't like the mentality because now all I hear is shut up and do what you're supposed to do. Be compliant and your life will be easy. Why you can't be comfortable with what you have and what you do and what I've provided for you. And I was 
for a really, really, really long time. And as I started venturing out, I started changing. I started growing into the woman that I am becoming now. I realized that everything that I was taught, everything that I saw, everything that I've been through was a lie. All of it. All of it was a lie. I mean, it it was truly, truly deceit because I was never taught to be strong. And when I had to be strong, it was one of those things where you didn't have a choice. The bills weren't going to get paid if you weren't strong. You weren't going to get things done if you wasn't strong. If you, if you just did not fight for it, you would never get it. And all the pretty girls, the really skinny women, um, all of the beautiful, educated, professional women, no pun intended, they got all the opportunities. They got all the good men. They got all the nice cars and the houses and, and they weren't getting abused and they had their hair done and their nails done and things like that. And me, I'm sitting over here. I didn't know what to do with my face. I didn't know what makeup was at the time. Child looked a high fool. I took, I seen some pictures of me a couple of weeks back and I was cringing, but that's a part of my story. So cut to me entering my mid thirties. I literally one day had an epiphany and I was like, what are you doing? Are you happy? Are you truly happy with what you have going on in your life? And I looked back and realized, no, I'm not happy with my life. But at the same time, what can I do about it? I've allowed this particular person to manipulate not only my mind, but my body for a long period of time. And what I'm supposed to do all of a sudden change now? Ain't no telling what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to get put out. I don't know if I'm going to um, have a place to stay. I'm not sure if I'm going to be beat. I'm not sure if it's going to be one of those things where is it the my way or the highway? I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. But I knew one thing I knew and two things was for certain. Pisces Diva was changing. And in that, she realized she's way more emotionally stronger than what she thought. I found my footing. And now we've come to the part where it's like, what the sugar honey iced tea am I going to do? I didn't know what to do. When you've been emotionally manipulated, for an extended period of time, and I mean past five years, it can cause a lot of weight on you to sit there because you feel like that even though that you're not getting treated the way you're supposed to, that you're supposed to say because that person means so much to you that you're willing to give up everything that you are to make sure that person thrives, survives, and be the best version of themselves that they can be. Now, mind you, I will say this. There were twinges of good times in between, and I cannot lie about that. But I've always seen, even in movies, when the good outweigh the bad, then you fight for it. But if the bad outweigh the good, then it's time to walk it out. I'll be back with part two as soon as we come from a commercial break. I'll be back, y'all. Cool? Bet? All right. Be back. Hi, everyone. Come closer. What if I told you? I can help you guys on to an amazing product and also help you get a discount on it. Where if you're listening to this, this is the perfect time. This particular product promotes healthy moods, healthy sleep, supports immune system, and also helps reduce stress and promotes calmness. The product I'm talking about is ashwagandha from Golden Nutrition. This particular product is gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, 
and clinically proven KSM66. What I love so much about this product is that it helps you calm your mood now i have been on my self-care tip lately and i have really been trying to tune in to how i feel ever since i tried ashwagandha it has truly changed my life so let me tell you how you can get your own you're going to go to my instagram that's it's hard to be me that's i-t-s-h-a-r-d the number two b-e-m-e click the link also use the code t-k-diva that's t-k-d-i-v-a for your percentage off also, you can also go to Google, type in Goalie Nutrition, that's G-O-L-I Nutrition, and at the checkout, you can put in TK Diva for your percentage off. I am so excited to be a brand affiliate with them this year and a brand partner, and I want you guys to experience the same thing. So make sure you go and follow me on Instagram or go on Google, type in Goalie Nutrition, put in my code TK Diva for your percentage off. Now back to the broadcast. Bye-bye. Welcome back, everyone. Now, last time we left off, we was trying to figure out, hmm, we didn't hit this over 35 mark, and we're going to try to figure out what we're going to do. Now, I will say this at the second end of this parental guidance is highly suggested. If you listen to this in the car with your children and you have not had certain conversations yet, please make sure that you govern yourself accordingly. As always, like I tell you guys, I drink water through my podcast just to make sure that I'm being very clear in what I'm saying. And on top of that, let's get back to the second part of this. So now that I've gotten to a point in my life where I feel like that I can move on, but the mental is something that I never expected. I never expected to be so mentally drained and mentally in a place where I could not pick myself up off the ground. It's been plenty of nights where I have honestly really cried myself to sleep on the daily and sometimes in between the day. It's times now where I will be at work and I'll be working and then I'll just hear one song while I'm listening to music and I'll just break down and start crying. And in all honesty, it happened to me today. So the part two of Dear Me is going to be a little bit more graphic. I'm going to try my best not to cuss, but I apologize in advance to all my followers that are hearing cussing. I sincerely apologize, but sometimes you can't find an acronym to replace the word that you feel. Now, I'm grown, grown. I'd have been through some things. I done got my stuff thrown out on the street, on the floor for everybody to see. Embarrassed a elf so what i have to do i have to go back to that situation and it was not pretty i mean it was good times in between but yeah that, like you say oh that was so cute yeah but the one thing i have ascertained from everything that i have been through to date is that just because it looks pretty on the outside and it's beautiful and it's intricate and it has all these diamonds and pearls and it's disguised like that doesn't mean that's what it is because that person can be sparkling on the outside and be holding a deep, 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 deep secret inside and don't nobody realize it. So now I've gotten to this space where I want to move on with my life and just grow and be better and things like that. But 
I can't get there because in my mind, mentally, like I said, again, this is me being fully 100 transparent. This is dear me and this is what you're going to get. I was so emotionally manipulated in my mind that I felt like that I could not do anything without that particular person. I felt like that if I was to advance or get a new career or make more money, that I will make that person feel bad for not being able to make the same money that I did. So you know what I did? And I've done it on three jobs. I won't see those three jobs um, just out of respect. But I turned down promotions. Yes, I know y'all probably like, what the? What the H-E double hockey sticks? I gave up a lot of promotions, a lot of job opportunities, a lot of friends and things like that because I did not want to make this person feel uncomfortable. I wanted to make sure this person was happy and conducive. I did not want to put any negativity on that particular person. So to keep that person happy, I decided to go ahead and turn down some opportunities and things just to make sure that they were happy and make sure that I wasn't overshadowing them. Because at the end of the day, I felt like that if I made more money, I would be overshadowing that person or those situations. So I had to be mindful of things like that. Okay. So I am not 100% complete with my life, but for me, I'm thinking in my mind, I got a roof over my head. I got food in my stomach. I got clothes on my back. I'm not getting beat anymore. Um, I just have to deal with the emotional things and make sure that I don't do anything to risk his anger. But the anger intensifies, the anger grows. And the more that I learned how to gain my confidence, I started doing my makeup. I started um, doing other things. I think this person realized that I could actually do something with my life and became very jealous of the things that I was doing. And Considering that I went from being like stay at home, didn't do nothing, didn't go nowhere. Um, I did cheerleading for a little while, but I really didn't do anything past that. Um, and being very docile, knowing my every move, I come in the house, I take off my purse. I hand you when I get paid, I hand you my wallet. You do whatever you need to do, and then if you choose to give me my wallet back. You can. If not, if you kept my debit card, if you kept my credit card, you kept it, you did whatever you want to do. And I pretty much did not do anything. And I know you're going to be like, oh, girl, you were stupid. Yes, I was not. I don't consider it stupid. I consider I was very docile and I thought that was the way to go. And while I say that, let me put this disclaimer in there. Please do not use this particular podcast to be like, see, this is the reason why I don't nobody go to church. The da 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 this and blah blah this and look at the manipulation, blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. At that time, it was for the it was it was in the 1990s, early 2000s, where it wasn't as acceptable now. To, it's more acceptable now to be a teenage parent and it's glorified on TV as opposed to when, <coughs> excuse me, it's it was glorified now. Back then, it was not. So it was a lot easier to give a young girl that advice and say, hey, you need to be everything that he needs you to be. Because back then, men did not want to marry a woman that had children. 
they didn't want to be in a relationship with a woman that had children because they thought that her and the baby father were still being intimate and it just caused a lot of strife and then that man would want to have children of his own with you and if you were not willing to give up your dowry and be able to conceive him a child then he felt like that you will you can have a baby with him but you can't have a baby with me you yeah it, it was interesting back then in the 1990s, early 2000s. Now cut to where we are now. So it's, it, it was a lot. I started to grow. I started to find myself. And it seemed like the emotional manipulation turned from abuse to manipulation. And let me tell you how the transition went. So the transition went from, I'll give you just an example. You can't do this. It's not of a good Christian woman to go out and do those things. Why are you wearing those outfits? That's what whores do. Um, you're supposed to stay at home. Aren't you happy with what I've given you? Um, how you're going to go out and you have a child at home. Good women don't be outside after a certain hour. Red lipstick and, 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 and short clothes are for whores, are for ladies of the evening, are for women that are asking and garnering attention from other men. Those are the things that I thought for a very, very, very long time, in all honesty, up to about three years ago, that those things were happening. And also I thought that when you are being intimate with your mate, that it was about them. It was not about you. It was not about you getting an orgasm. It wasn't about you being pleasured. It was about that person being pleasure and making sure that they were happy. So that way they won't be mad at you for not giving pleasure. Um, you was, it wasn't, it wasn't no master get on top of me and do his business. It wasn't that extreme, but I've always thought in my mind that sex was a chore and that you do it to please him, to make sure he doesn't cheat, and then you cook and you clean and you help and bring income and things like that, okay? I know that's very, what the hell? I know, I know, I know you guys, I know, but like I told you, being transparent, this is dear me, dear me, dear me, okay? So, whew, cut to the growth and the development of me. This is where it gets really tricky. I go to a, through a stage and I'm liberated. I'm ready to buy myself. I'm ready to go get it. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Uh, 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 get it. It didn't quite work out that way. It seemed like every time I tried to do something, it just did not work out. And after a while, you just get defeated. You get, you just get to the point you're just like what in the heck is going on like why it was just a lot and because of that that person had more control because they knew that I did not have any family I didn't have any close friends back then I didn't have that particular avenue that if I needed to walk away or run away or whatever the situation is I didn't have that avenue so it's been quite interesting to see myself grow up before my eyes, because when I look at myself in the mirror, all I see is a plus size woman that let her body go and her mind go and gave up everything and have nothing to show for it. But other people don't see what I see. And that's something that I am learning. And I, I'm a very big advocate for therapy. If you need it, if you can get it, get it. I promise you. Beneficial to your life. I'm just saying. So. Now we're at a point where I want out. 
But how can you want out of something when you've given yourself freely and openly and accepted everything that was given to you for as long as you've been alive, pretty much? It's, it's very complicated because, ladies, I will say this. As a woman who's seen a lot, it's very easy to get emotionally manipulated when you don't even understand what emotional manipulation is. And so I went to college and took a psychology class. I never knew what emotional manipulation was. I never knew that at all. I never let it correlate to me that, hey, you might be, you know, being emotionally abused. I never put those two things together. Never. And as I've gotten older, now I have. So now I got to deal with that, how to cope with that and not feel ashamed because I want more. Because I'm in a phase in my life now where I want more, I desire more, I crave more. I crave more intimacy. I crave more companionship. I crave traveling. I crave somebody who's going to explore my interests with me and be proud to have me on their arm. I want to lose weight. I want somebody who's really ambitious. And that those things are not happening for me. So I took the biggest step I've ever taken in my life. I walked away, y'all. I walked away. I ain't going to tell you what age I walked away because some people that listen to this will know. But I've walked away. This has been the hardest thing I've ever done. I cry, my, I cry in the shower. I cry on the couch. I cry to myself. I feel depressed. I don't want to eat. All I want to do is lay in the bed and sleep and hug my, my teddy bear, which I'm doing right now as I'm recording this because it brings back so much of me in it that I just really, really needed something to comfort me. And since I have a nice teddy bear, then I'm going to use that. And I promised myself before I did this particular podcast that I would not cry on it. So if I do, I sincerely apologize in advance, but I am a Gemini. I am raw natured when it comes to my emotions. When I love, I love hard. When I give, I give deeply. But when I get to the point where I am fed up, tired, 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 then that is where I don't really give two bleeps about your feelings or anything else. In the words, F your feelings. But... I walked away and the process of walking away is a lot harder than even getting into it because it's easy to get into it. It's hard to come out of it. You have to find yourself again. If you have to find a place to stay, then you have to find a place to stay. You have to make sure you're financially able to take care of yourself. You have to be able to humble and humble yourself just in case you have to live with someone. Then you have to go through the process of telling people, oh, we're no longer together. We're no longer together. Oh my God, what happened? Mm-mm. That's the one thing if y'all, if anybody's listening to this podcast and you meet me or if you put a response on social media, please don't ask me what happened because I'm not going to go into detail because regardless to what happened between me and said individual, I do want what's best for that person. And I pray that he gets the help that he needs emotionally and physically and psychologically. So that way he can be a benefit to somebody's daughter one day, as long as it's not me. You know, um, I've gotten to a point in my life where I've accepted my part in the things that I've done. And like I said, I'm not a saint by a long shot. I've done some things that I am not proud of. A lot of those things that I have done, I got pushed into because I was not getting my emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever needs met at that particular time. So I was pushed into certain set decisions. 
Um, and do I regret them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I know that I wasn't raised that way. I know that I was not that girl. I was that girl that didn't wear lipstick, didn't wear weave, didn't take um, provocative photos. I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't out all night. I wasn't that girl. The person that you guys see on social media now is a completely 390 degree angle of everything that I've ever been taught. And a lot of times I have to live with that guilt every day. And it's a lot of times where I really, really regret being so vocal and being so open as far as my body and things like that. I just feel like this. You only got one body and one life. You don't know what's going to happen from day to day, minute to minute and hour to hour. But at least you can try to be the best version of yourself and have fun doing it. And that's what I try to do on the daily. So the dear me, the adult version is this. Dear me, what a ride we have had together. And I know that you have not accomplished the things that you wanted to accomplish. I know that you're not as successful as all of your friends and the people that are around you that you know. But it wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant for you to have that success. It was meant for you to be the cheering squad for the person that got the success so you can see how it feels. So when you get blessed with it, that you will know how to handle it. You made mistakes. A lot of them. If you wouldn't have made one decision, it wouldn't have led to another. It wouldn't have led to another. Then it led to another. Your decisions in your life between 26 and 36 were a trickle effect of everything that happens to you when you were younger. You should feel bad about it. Why? Because it's not you. The person that you are now is not the person that you really are. It is a person that you have made up so you can be able to live in this life and still try to have a life. Whether people know it or not me, you are very boring. If you can just go to church and have a good relationship and just be able to write and, and, and work, you're okay with that. But that's not you now. You are now very open. You're very open about who you are. You're very open about your flaws. You do cry a whole lot. You are extremely emotional. You are a person that has lately not been too well when it comes to returning people's phone calls. <laughs> you are you are fat. Let's just throw that out there. You are fat. You're working on it every day, but you have a weight problem. And it's not because you're not trying. It's because you emotionally eat and that is hurting you. You don't have anybody to talk to. And you feel like everybody that you talk to is doing so much better than you, then they won't understand what you're going through because they're in a different tax bracket. They're in a different situation piece in their life. And then they're going to tell you something that might not help you. It might hinder you. But don't fret. At the end of the day, it will get better. You watch what this phase that you're going through right now, it's only temporary. Trouble don't last always. You've been taught since you was a child that if you lean and trust and depend on God and stay on your face in prayer, that God would get you through everything that you're going through. And Pisces Diva, I need you to understand that. I need you to understand that we find all of this for the first time in your entire life. You have removed the veil of ignorance and you have realized that there is more to life than accommodating other people. 
that you can be nice to women, children, and elderly, and you can be very vocal and speaking up for people's rights. You're an advocate for people that you love, and you will give people your last financially, emotionally, and physically when it comes to women, children, and elderly. But when it comes to men, Pisces Diva, you're very docile, you're very passive, you're very quiet because that's all you know. It's time to get out of that. Shake that shit off. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Find your voice. Find your voice. I promise you, it's not going to be easy. Now, I'll tell you that in advance, Pisces Diva. It's not going to be easy. But you will find it. So, you guys, Dear Me is interesting. So, my name is Pinesize Diva. I am single. I am not ready to mingle. I'm going to fix myself mentally. I'm going to fix myself spiritually. And I'm going to heal. Because if I let the person I am now pour into somebody else, it's going to be horrific. And I'd rather not. I've been single for a while. Like I said, I'm taping this after I've dealt with everything. So I'm not going to disclose dates, times, or anything like that. But I need you guys to understand that now that things have, the dust has settled on a lot of things. Um, and this instance happened, I will say this only, this instance happened before I even started the podcast. Just know that the content is going to be different. Because I'm in the evolution of trying to figure out, do I want to continue to be open like I am now and just live my life and see what happens? Or am I going to go close back in and really, really hone back into what I know? So it's going to be a process. So season three of the decision is going to be something for the record books. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know we got deep. Okay. We got deep in these streets. But that's okay. Sometimes we need to go deep and pull it all out so we can heal one day at a time. So here's my thought of the evening. If you touch one heart, one mind, one soul daily, you've done your job. Don't be afraid when you're going through something to help somebody else. You don't have to give them advice. Because trust me, if you're going through something and they're going through the same thing you're going through, do not throw your advice off on that person. They don't deserve that. You be a listening ear. You be a beacon of light for that person. You hold their hand and wipe their eyes when they cry. Because sometimes that's all they want. As always, you guys, stay safe. Wash your hands. Make sure you're taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually because I'm still going through it day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. Continue to follow me on social media on It's Hard to Be Me. That's I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. And also on Twitter under Pint Size Diva 10. Again, that is Pint Size Diva 10. Until next time, you guys, one love. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't feel sorry for me. It's completely understandable. This I brought on myself, but it's up to me to fix it. Bye, you guys. Till next time.